SheCast is a project of SheCreate. SheCast is made by intersectional, rioting writers, made for those who need their voices heard. Through representation for static, creative minds, and lastly, for me. For me. For me. SheCast. Today we're talking about selective enrollment and how stressful the process is. I think it's best to have like separate schools for kids who want to be challenged what a student is capable of doing. I think that they should do it like not because of where you're from or like what school you're going to. Self-driven. So what high school do you want to go to? I want to go to Jones. Also I want to go to Northside and Jones. I'm in eighth grade. So unfair because you don't understand the struggle perfect life for themselves. A lot of kids have this pressure on them. Who they are as a person. I enjoy the process of going to different schools and seeing which school you feel most at home at. Discouraging, I guess. You have to get the certain scores on the map test and certain scores for your report card. I guess it's just kind of like stressful. 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 Whatever school you go to is going to be the right fit for you. I'm a 13-year-old 8th grader in Chicago. I attend a Chicago public school, also known as CPS. I'm having to apply for high schools right now, and it's really stressful for me. In Chicago, we have something called selective enrollment. Chicago selective enrollment high schools, designed for academically advanced students, are one way that Chicago public schools is answering demand for school choice. According to CPS, Chicago's selective enrollment high schools designed for academically advanced students, are one way that Chicago public schools are answering demand for school choice. It's based on a point system of 900 points. 300 points are your grades in seventh grade. 300 points are based on how you rank on seasonal standardized tests compared to everyone else applying. These are known as the NWEA or MAP tests. And the last 300 points are how you score on the selective enrollment test. They also take into account where you live in the city. In other words, it's a lot. The fact that a bunch of 12 to 13 year olds are put under this stress is unfair. We should not have to worry about this right now, especially since we all have other things going on. Most of us are just trying to get through puberty. We're just kids trying to survive. If all schools taught the same things and had the same resources provided to them, it would change everything. All kids in Chicago would have equal opportunities for an excellent education. To figure out what high school I liked the best, I attended open houses for some high schools where we toured the school and learned about the opportunities they offer. I attended the open houses for Lane Tech and Jones, which are my first and second choices on my application. All four guys, please report to stairwell A on the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a CEO or something. Hey, so I just got out of Lane Tech open house and um, it was really, really fun. Um, I really like the school. I really like the whole outdoor space. I love the indoor space as well. I think that it's like old timey, but like in a good way. I don't know. And the auditorium is gigantic. I love that. I, I love the whole school, honestly. Um, I like how many programs they have. It's just super cool. So, yeah.
I wanted to talk about uh, how the stress of selective enrollment um, has impacted you. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. Um, my name is Uma. I'm 13 years old. I go to Waters Elementary. Hi, my name is Olanis. I'm 17 and I go to Northside. Hi, I'm Stevie. I'm 15 and I go to Lane Tech. Hi, I'm Worm. I'm 12 years old. I go to Agassiz Elementary School. I've been at a selective enrollment school for what's going to be three years now. There's a sort of feeling that you get when you're in a very like competitive uh, space of, wow, everyone around me is really smart and I can't be as smart as them like dang they've those brain cells are really working and (laughs) um so there was a huge thing that I struggled with of like feeling like a phony um and not feeling like I deserve to be in the same space as other people or that even like the subjects that I felt really confident in I felt like the skills on um you know, the love that I had for the subject, like, couldn't possibly put me on the same level as the other people around me. Um, Even if, like, it was all in my head, you know, it felt very real. It was my freshman year, and I just didn't get enough points to go to Jones, and I felt a really similar way, where I felt like I didn't deserve to be there, and I wasn't smart enough to be there, and um, I was at a really low point of self-confidence, because I kind of let my test score just like define my worth this year it's more like i feel like i just have to like trudge through the day and i'm Mm -hmm. not really interested in a lot of what i'm learning it's so weird i felt the exact same way sophomore year i i feel like that was like the peak of me feeling disconnected with other people i'm in eighth grade now but i feel the same way because it's super like boring to to come to school every day and i know like exactly what i'm gonna do that day Mm -hmm. even like last year it was a really tough time but it was still probably the funnest year Mm -hmm. um out of my life and like this year it's just like this is trash that's how (laughs) i feel about like every single thing and i know that it's i'm ready for high school now Mm -hmm. because i need that change to happen already i'm just ready to move on i'm in seventh grade right now so I don't really know how to feel any of, like, how to feel about any of this really yet. Because, I mean, back in sixth grade, we did start, like, kind of talking about it. Like, we were talking about how next year would be pretty important, 20% or something, mm-hmm. for um, for what the high schools would look for. But we haven't really talked about it since, like, in any of my classes right now. So, all I'm really learning about is, um, I guess, your experiences. So, what do you guys think is unfair or fair about this process? Um, I think it's unfair that we have to rank our schools because then our options are really limited. Like, how it works is you go, um, you rank the schools you want to go to from most to least and then depending on the ones you could you can only go to the first school that you get into that you've ranked highest Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and instead of just like having all of the options there like I remember I 
visited shy arts like one day after the rankings were due so and i didn't know that much about it so i ranked it lower and then as soon as i was there i was like this is the school that i want to go to but then i and i got in but i couldn't go because i got into a school like ranked one above it not all chicago kids are thinking about this and like they have first of all like these schools weren't even created with them in mind it was just a sort of thing like you have to be a certain level of like special in order to get into these schools and you know it's gatekeeping and but also it's just like it it just really struck me because (laughs) i was just like wow i'd never i'd never thought of that i think it's really unfair that your future can be limited at such a young age but also it's not your fault it sucks for people in different ways i think we keep bringing up the concept of tears yeah Mm -hmm. um but what is that for people who don't know what is a tier cps puts each census block into one of four tiers income education home ownership knowledge of english and family structure all affect a person's tier 30 percent of the seats go to the highest scoring students overall and 70 percent of the seats go to the highest scoring students in their own tier and then I understand, like, what I was trying, what the tier system, like, where this is, like, approach, like, trying to be fair is, mm-hmm. like, addressing the fact that Chicago is very segregated and that there are, like, uh, like huge concentrations of poverty in certain, in certain areas of the city. Um, like, I understand that, but it also feels like something that really frustrated me um, was, like, we know this exists. We're not going to do anything to correct the fact that this exists, but we're going to put like a, ooh, you can get out of your like bad situation or like you can do better for your kid if they get into this school, hopefully. Um, and that just feels like, it doesn't feel like it's getting to the root of the problem, um, which is really frustrating because then with the selective enrollment system existing as it does, it's sort of like it's going to be a forever thing even if it was meant as uh we're just trying to make the world a better Mm -hmm. place because we're acknowledging the fact that there's some effed up history Mm -hmm. um behind um you know um inequality and like all of that in chicago Mm -hmm. yeah because i know that at least like 10 years ago or something they used to like calculate the tiers based off of like race quotas Mm -hmm. uh speaking of race i well yeah when i was applying um they actually asked me even though they asked me what is your race they also asked me are you latino Mm -hmm. and i was like what does that have to do they're like it's just for information um purposes and i was telling my mom um what does that have to do with um how smart i am because also like the good thing because like this goes to like a lot like a bigger conversation of like affirmative action existing in different Mm -hmm. ways like in the united states because it's what it's doing is it's acknowledging uh, the assumption that you live in different if you're living in a tier one you uh neighborhood you haven't had possibly like the you don't have the financial situation to afford test prep because there's also the selective enrollment Mm -hmm. test and kids do pay like you know $300 plus for these classes and that's not an opportunity or a resource that is usually available to kids who you know aren't from like 
very stable financial situations it sucks because this sort of the selective enrollment system hasn't been accompanied with genuine efforts to desegregate and like make things equitable for people Mm -hmm. um so that's why it hasn't worked and that's why there's like terrible sucky feelings about things that like you know at the end of the day yeah tier it's good that tier one kids tier two kids are getting into selective enrollment schools but it sucks that it has to be this way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i know that at lane tech there are 400 black students out of 4,500 students in, like, the whole school population. So, yeah. Yeah. And another thing is that um, what when you were talking about segregation, um, I'm in Tier 2, but I'm a, literally a block away from, like, the other side of the block mm-hmm. is Tier 1. And the reason the reason being is that there's a lot of gentrification in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and specifically on my block i noticed that like when we first moved in it was most it was predominantly black Mm -hmm. um and then we like two years in there were like three new um three new neighbors and there used to be this drum circle thing they shut that down really quickly Mm -hmm. and then um it started becoming even though it still is um predominantly black um it's still like you can see it getting whiter and whiter every day i'm like i was upset at first um about how i wasn't able to be in tier one because i want the best shot to get into the school that i want to go to but i also realized like that's not what it's all about someone who is affected by the system how would you change it to make it more equitable mayor Lori lightfoot like tomorrow were to wake up and be like okay select enrollment no longer exist you're everyone's just going to their neighborhood schools that would really suck mm-hmm. because we're living within the context of not like there is huge like disparities with funding and like resources in chicago just depending on where you live um i would just want I would really just want the selective enrollment system to be accompanied with like actual efforts to like desegregate the city mm-hmm. and like put more emphasis on neighborhood schools. Yeah, neighborhood public schools, by the way. CPS, not charter schools, CPS. So that this stress um, that s- students from different parts of the city feel is no longer as big of a burden. Mm-hmm. because they can have the confidence that their neighborhood school will give them the opportunities and resources they want to have in order to do whatever they want with their lives. I think personally it took a really a really big toll on my mental health mm-hmm. and I would have been happier if I hadn't just felt like a number to them and I I just wanted to be like humanized a little more which I I feel like it would have been better if I had like some someone like helping me out more and like Mm -hmm. kind of assuring me that it like didn't matter what school I went to but I know that like my elementary school like kind of since I was in the gifted program like they just assumed that like everyone would like get into selective enrollment and like there was kind of this stigma that if you didn't get into selective enrollment then like you weren't like intelligent so I wonder like how we can like truly erase that because i know that it used to be like you could just 
get into a number of schools and then choose and Mm -hmm. I felt like that would have helped my mental health a lot more because uh, then I could have like chosen a school that I really wanted to go to and would have felt happy at and I um did and I didn't just feel this pressure just to go to a selective enrollment school thank you all for uh sharing your ideas and thoughts What happens if you don't get into a selective enrollment school? Well, not everyone applies to selective enrollment schools anyway. If a student achieves less than 24% on their MAP test, then the student isn't allowed to apply for selective enrollment at all. The students who don't apply for selective enrollment high schools will attend neighborhood schools, private schools, charter schools, and military schools. The kids that applied for neighborhood schools already know their schedule, their classes, their counselor, and their classmates. I don't even know what high school I'll be attending yet. Some students don't apply for selective enrollment schools, not just because of personal reasons, but also because, just like many high schools don't push students to apply for college, many grade schools don't push their students to apply for selective enrollment high schools. I recently took the selective enrollment test, and surprisingly, it was super easy. I took the test at Lane Tech, and as soon as I walked into the school, I had the same feeling that I felt when I went to the open house. I felt like I was at home. When I started the test, I was shaking. I kept thinking about how this four-hour test will affect the rest of my life and how I can't mess this up. I opened the booklet, and as I started writing, I realized, this is super easy. Even though a few things went wrong that were out of my control, I still feel confident and now I just have to wait to hear my results. I wish that the high school process was as easy as it is to apply for neighborhood high schools. I wish that the high school process was all the excitement and none of the stress. I would still separate neighborhood schools and selective enrollment schools by having different types of opportunities at different schools. In that world, your sense of choice wouldn't be taken from you. It would be so easy, like the movies. created by she crew a for youth by youth podcast with production and editing help from mayor and ari thank you to the jane adams hull house museum where this podcast is recorded the jane adams hull house museum serves as a dynamic memorial to social reformer jane adams the first american woman to receive the nobel peace prize and her colleagues whose work changed the lives of their immigrant neighbors as well as national and international public policy it's also haunted no joke so check it out This season of SheCast is supported by a special grant from the Chicago Housing Authority, as well as the Crossroads Fund. Thank you so much for supporting Chicago youth from around the city. Bye!